With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Welcome to All Talk with Hello Sport on SEN. Hello and welcome to All Talk with Tom and Eddie from Hello Sport here coming to you on SEN. Back for another week talking to some of the biggest guests, some of the biggest sports stars in the country. And this week is no different. One of the all-time greats of Australian cricket, of cricket generally. 96 tests, 287 ODIs. He's played T20 in the IPL. He's the co-host of Gillian Goss, which is the West Australian breakfast show on SEN. He also hosts a long-form chat show, Catching Up with Gilly. He heads up Fox Cricket's cricket coverage over the summer. Um, an all-timer, Eddie. We don't often have all-timers on the show. You don't all the time have all-timers. No, but, very rarely. But, but we've got an all-timer in our midst right now. We Thomas. do, we do. An all-timer in the one and only greatest wicketkeeper of all time, Adam Gilchrist. Coming to us from, I'm not sure we'll find out, but Adam, how are you going? Thank you very much for, for joining us. We really appreciate it. Yes, good uh, day, gents. Uh, did you say all or old? <laughs> On there. I couldn't quite. It just broke up in there. I wasn't sure what well, you described. I mean, you are. well, you're an you're an you're an older all timer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're getting older. Uh, put it that way. I uh, yeah, very much uh, older. Um, but nice intro. Thank you. Thanks for the welcome. Uh, I'm in Perth. Yeah. So um, yeah, we're uh, we're we're not well. We're not technically locked away over here anymore. But we're still a little bit isolated over here. But it's always good to. Catch up with um, with people externally outside of WA, and uh, always good to to see you boys looking very relaxed. Yeah, typically the way. Thank you very much. Now, so you do from WA, you do the breakfast show with Sen Gillian Goss, uh, Goss, sorry, uh, yep. and then you've also got your own show, which is catching up with Gilly on Sen, which is a bit more of the long form chat like we're doing here, and you've got your Fox League commitments. How are you – does this breakfast show run over the summer? Because I imagine getting up at Sparrow's Fart and then rolling into a day of, you know, cricket commitments would be quite taxing. If you didn't look old, you would after that. <laughs> hey, my name's Gilly, not silly. I made sure that contract runs up until the end of the footy season and once cricket starts, I'm out of there. Smart Absolutely man. out of there. Now, um, yeah, big Timmy Gossage, he holds fort through the summer. Uh, and he typically has someone come in and join him as co-host. But no, it's good fun, good fun. I'm just, I'm a bit light touch in the in the uh, radio world. I'm just Monday and Friday, so top and tail of the sports weekend. Okay. Plenty of content, and uh, as I say, if I've got a captain of the ship steering it in the form of Tim Gossage, who's very experienced campaigner and uh, keeps it nice and straight. So it's uh, been good fun. Lovely. For some reason, I thought you were coming to us from India. Have you been there recently or have we just made that up? 
No, I was there this time last week. That's why I couldn't join you a week earlier, but I was over in, back in India, my first overseas jaunt uh, post-COVID, or post-COVID turning up. I don't yeah. think we're post-COVID yet, but um, yeah, it was good. India, nice, nice, lively place. Have you spent any time there, gents? No, no time in India yet. It's on the bucket list, though, for sure. Yeah. Um, I, hear, I hear wonderful things about India. What uh, were you over there for, exactly? I was there with the University of Wollongong, which I'm a, a brand ambassador, have been for about 14 years. We've been going over, oh, not just to India, but um, globally, a, a whole lot of different things that we've got on partnerships with our other organisations, uh, students, exchange. Um, so, yeah, we're back there. It was good. We're, we're launching wow. the fact that we're going to hopefully open a, a campus over there, which would be exciting. So are you, are you an alumni? That seems like quite a – that's a nice gig. Yeah, it, it, it's been a wonderful partnership. I I, I was uh, enrolled out of school to go to UOW, my brother's alumni, and I thought I'll follow in my brother's footsteps. But um, at the time I got accepted in to do PE teaching – I'm from a family of teachers. Um, I deferred for a year and went to the Cricket Academy. I was given a scholarship down there. So I thought, I'll see where cricket takes me. Uh, and 20 years later, it took me straight back to the uni, <laughs> which was an interesting journey. But uh, it's a good, it is a good gig. It's a good university. And um, I suppose, as I say, without getting too boring and serious, I've realised the importance of education uh, coming from a family of teachers. So it's nice to be able to blend education, sport, and India, a country that's been very kind to me, and uh, we've got a shared sort of bond of cricket. It's nice to mix it all in. How, how does it go over in India for you these days? Do you have to wear a disguise or do you sort of embrace <laughs> it? Or does, you know, well, have you been forgotten? <laughs> yeah, that's, don't worry. That was, I was wondering that two and a half years. I, I was thinking, I've gone to India every year since 1996, my first trip over there, and fascinating country but i was wondering about my uh, currency and uh, <laughs> and typically in india you, if you've even picked up a cricket bat in your backyard you get mobbed so to be an international cricketer they know everything they love it it's it's proper religion so i went over there and i, I was in an airport had the face mask on which everyone in the airports uh, wearing the face mask and not much attention. I was starting to get a little bit disappointed, a bit frustrated. I thought maybe my values dipped. But um, finally, a bloke came up and tapped me on the shoulder, turned around. He says, uh, you Gilchrist? And I said, yeah, mate. Yeah. And one of my colleagues said, oh, how would you recognise him with the big face mask on? He said, I recognise his forehead. <laughs> uh, I don't know, my forehead's getting bigger and bigger, funnily enough, uh, the older I get. But, um, yeah, that was, that's how he recognised me. Wow. So I reckon that in the years might be a giveaway. Is it like the intensity of, of the Indian fans? I don't know whether it's because of just the sheer amount of people that live in India, but is that was there ever times where that was overwhelming, or did it take a while to get used to things like that when you were going over there? No, I think let's be really honest. Any cricketer that's feeling a bit flat and low, all you do is go to India. It's so good for the ego. You get over <laughs> there, and they love you and adore you, and um, you, you're not used to it at first. It's quite exciting. It, there are parts of cricket tours when you're there where it it grinds you down, like you you have enough of it. Mm. You just think, I, I, you never, I've never felt physically threatened in any you know bad way, but just the volume of people, the way they can crowd your personal space, um, they just want to get close to you and mm. either get a well nowadays is a selfie. It used to be the autograph. Um, but your little sanctuary is your hotel room 
and that's where you can get in behind that closed door and you just you just lock down. But of course, then you order room service and about four blokes bring it in uh, and sort of stand around for the obligatory autograph session. But so it's hard to escape. But it is um, it's fascinating. It's great. You can feel top of the world. You can feel bottom of the world, and all the emotional roller coaster in between. And that's on end off the field. So it's a it is a wonderful experience. You listen to All Talk on SEN. We are talking with the great Adam Gilchrist. Now, Gilly, on the tours you went over there, who was who was the most beloved of all the players you used to tour with? Yeah, Brett Lee was until yeah. he started singing. And then um, <laughs> that sort of saw him fall away a little bit. But Steve Wall, Mr. Wog, they called him. I think Steve, Steve was the pioneer of opening, I think, our, as a player group, opening our eyes to, to what India was all about, how to go about it how to sort of, you know, the wonderful term, embrace it and get out there and amongst it. But uh, not everyone embraced it as equally as much as Stephen. Um, the late, great Shane Warne didn't quite get there, certainly from a food aspect. You know, the uh, margarita pizza and baked beans weren't on many Indian uh, restaurants' menus. But um, but you had to find a way. And I think, I think Tugger really, he was and remained so popular that he allowed us to, to start to learn a little bit about India while you're there. And funnily enough, all of a sudden we, we had a little bit of success there. Was there, because they are so loving and embracing, how were they as fans when you were playing? Did it, did it like shift? You're like, holy shit, this guy was like shaking my hand and, you know, loving me and then now we're playing a game and it's like, does their mentality change or are they all still pretty um, fun, loving and carefree during matches? Do you mean the crowd or yeah. opposition? Yeah, the crowd. Crowd, crowd uh, are fiercely um, supportive and you know um, of of India and wanting to see India win, but uh, in all in all seriousness, they just love cricket and they love the cricketers. It, it can feel hostile at times, you know, in a match, just because their desperation is to see the home team win. But and, and typically, we're all <laughs> you always felt like you're on the back foot in India, or or if you weren't on the back foot, you're only about one hour in a bad batting display. And you can lose six or seven wickets in a quick succession, and, and you are on the back foot. But now that as soon as you've, um, you know, the, the the game is over, they they just uh, the adulation for all cricketers is is pretty extraordinary. So it's it's a, it's a pretty warm, nice feeling, I reckon. Nice. How would you describe the atmosphere of those games over in India? Because it's sort of it seems like it's a bit of a carnival atmosphere on TV, but it's sort of hard to get a sense. Like in comparison yeah. to say England, where the Barmy Army is in full voice and the trumpets are going, that sort of thing. What's the Indian experience like? Yeah, louder, um, more. I mean, you, in a Test match, it can fluctuate, uh, and I think as a general statement, globally, Test crowds are down on what they used to be, except for the iconic series, um, Ashes, and, and maybe India and Australia out here, and, and, and a few others, but. Uh, over there in Test Cricket, you could have, have a near-empty stadium and then then Sachin would walk out to bat and all of a sudden you think, geez, that's got loud, and you look around and, and they come and use their ticket to get in. They, they would often time their use of their ticket because they you know weren't spread too um, liberally around, so they, they had to pick and choose when they actually went into the ground. And if Sachin word got out, Sachin was going into bat, all of a sudden you've got you know, 30,000 in the stadium, but and equally, if you got out, they disappear pretty quick. But, um, but T20 
IPL is just one big party. Mm. It is just loud music, fireworks, you know, the dances around the ground. It's um, it's and and successfully done where they blended in cricket and Bollywood. Uh, so the Bollywood side of it is is seriously entertaining, uh, and that's what the whole IPL is. It is a fascinating cricket tournament to play in. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.